Welcome to the Kingston Curator. I'm your host, Christina Laurie. Last week, we had a full Spring Reverb Focus half hour, and this week is similarly a focus show with all things Skeleton Park Arts Fest. The festival is coming up in less than a week, kicking off on Wednesday, June 15th, and today I'll be giving you a preview of what you can expect. We'll listen to some artists expected to perform at the festival and also chat with the festival's artistic director, Greg Tilson, as well as talented artist and festival MC Kemi King. Before we talk more in depth about the festival with our guests, I thought we should listen to some of the artists that will be performing at SPAF. Please enjoy Cold Moon by Piner, who will be performing at the festival on Saturday, June 18th.
Okay, great. All right. So would you like to introduce yourselves and your roles with the festival? Sure. Go ahead, Kemi. Sure. Uh, I'm officially, I'll start. My name is Kemi. Uh, I am a theater artist and performer and director, writer. Um, I'm officially on SPAC as the MC, um, but I'm also doing like a little bit of like admin and um, some coordination work before the actual festival. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. me. <laughs> and Greg? Uh, yeah, hi, I'm Greg and I'm the artistic director for the Skeldon Park Arts Festival. Um, and yeah, I'm excited about the, the upcoming event, June 15th and 19th. Awesome. And I was, I was really curious as to how long both of you have been involved and how each of you sort of ended up in this role. Cool. Go ahead, Kemi. Sure. Um, I've been involved for a few months, technically. Um, and I would say probably how I got into the role. Um, I did a I did a show with Spath um, last year. Uh, I think like Greg and I kind of like crossed paths before that. And Greg reached out and I was like, absolutely, <laughs> this would be great. Um, so that's how I have been able to get involved. Yeah, and Kemi was a, an artist during the next door uh, public art installation that, that we were doing during uh, COVID, which was a really exciting and, and rewarding like way to continue with programming in a safe way during the pandemic and so yeah we're excited to have kemi as mc um for the you know the first in-person festival uh since 2019 which is kind of hard to believe and yeah. myself i've i've been involved kind of as long as I was living, as long as I've been living in, in Kingston. Um, this is our 16th year. And uh, with artists in the Skeldon Park neighborhood, you know, I, I started just as a, you know, kind of a grassroots thing where we were building on the McBurney Park Neighborhood Association's annual summer solstice event in Skeldon Park, and just uh, ramped it up to uh, have live music and a stage and then artisans and and it just grew and grew to what it is now a, a year round uh, multi arts organization. So cool. Um, well, I figured just we could delve a bit into each of your roles. Um, Kemi, I understand you're a really experienced performer, so I'm sure you're very comfortable on stage. You're not nervous or anything. But is yeah. it your first time emceeing or is this is this kind of new for you? Um. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I feel like I've definitely like had an MC role before, but this is my first time like emceeing for a full festival. I do have to say that I'm not going to be doing it on my own. Um, Mariah Horner, who's also a theater artist in Kingston, um, is going to be joining me. Oh, yeah. awesome. Um, and then, uh, Greg, I was going to ask, so or how long have you been artistic director? Is this your first year? Is this new or have you been doing it for a while? Yeah, good question. It, it, I don't have a clear answer for that. Like, um, the position uh, officially became like a paid position in 2015 when we became a charitable organization. And around that time, we were um, we were under the umbrella of the Kingston Arts Council, actually, and we're doing programming throughout the city. Um, but then with the help of the Arts Council and the Department of Cultural Services, we transitioned back to just like an independent 
charitable, uh, like I said, grassroots neighborhood focused, um, you know, free year round multi arts programming. So I've been in that paid position as artistic director since that time. Okay, yeah, cool. And um, well, you mentioned the next door project during COVID. Um, have you both been involved in sort of the year round activities for a while or? Yeah, Kemi, do you want to describe your how you were involved with Nextdoor last year? Yeah, um, my involvement with Nextdoor last year, I had an installation, um, which was on... Alma. My brain's saying Alma Street, but that's definitely not, not what it is. Alma Street, is? yeah, you got it. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> I had an installation on Alma Street, and um, the actual piece is something that was like more performance art based. So I was able to do a performance, but um, before that, it, it, it was the end of kiddie pool. <laughs> so like the kiddie pool, and then there were some items that were in it. That was kind of the art installation that sat there for the duration of the program. Um, so that was my involvement with Nextdoor. And I, I've really been doing anything with SPAC like year round up until um like the festival that we are hosting um yeah and I've just been working <laughs> like working on like trying to figure out some programming and some of our community partners wow yeah cool um yeah I was wondering if you also because I was reading your mission statement the other day and just your about us page on your website um there's a lot of great stuff in there about community building and the importance of um, celebrations like this. And I was wondering if you just want to speak on the importance of festivals and just arts community events, um, whether that's personally or on a more general level for the two of you. Sure, I can comment on that. You know, I was just actually reading an article in the Globe and Mail um, on the, in this past weekend's um, issue, I think it was on Saturday. And it was talking about the importance of free festivals and free programming. Just as we come out of the pandemic, um, you know, we're in a housing crisis. Um, people are really strapped for cash, you know? Yeah. And so to create communities um, that provide like equitable opportunities to, you know, to gather together and, and celebrate the arts, um, we do feel like we're playing a role that way, you know? And, and we're also, um, we're trying to provide um alternative programming that that you know that's something different that maybe you would experience you know in a traditional theater or a you know a, a ticketed event so we're we're we have that history of we're pretty quirky and you know we like to take it to the streets and parades and the parks and the streets and the alleyways and so on and and i, I think that what that often translates to is just bringing the art to where people are and where uh people can access it um, like I said, in, in a way that that is maybe more participatory, more accessible um, than than offerings, you know, traditionally over the years. So so that that's big for me. But we still have a long like even though um, we're a free festival, we still have a long way to go in terms of how we can um, be a more equitable arts organization. And um, we speak to that in our mission and mandate, uh, which is on our website, skeletonparkartsfest.ca. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a start to your, your question there, Christine. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I answered all of it. No, definitely. Kemi, did you have any, I mean, as an artist, I'm sure it's really important to you and I'm sure you understand the importance, yeah. but <laughs> do you have any? Yeah, for sure. 
yeah I think just generally um I like as a theater artist some like we really you know we perform behind closed doors unless it's like in a found space so when we're doing um public art I um I think something that really intrigues me about public art is just that is what Greg was saying about the the interaction of the public I find theater to be a conversation but a lot of the work that's done there really isn't space for like artists to community um, interaction. And when there's public art, whether it's an installation or it's like live work that's done outside, you as a performer, you as an audience, you really get to see how um, like the viewers are like taking in the work. Um, and then also if it is like an installation, um, there's, there's room for, um, I'm not going to say conversation, but there's room for discourse. There's room to see how people want to interact with the work and like who, like the kinds of folks that are interacting with the work. Um, and that's kind of a bigger conversation about, you know, audience studies and like what the community needs. But I find that public art is a great way for um, artists and people to really commune and to have a bit of a conversation and to really have people be on the same level I feel like when it's public art there isn't space for like hierarchy <laughs> um people get to like be in the work and we get to be there as a community and that's something that I really appreciate about it yeah that's awesome I mean I think it's also true it's just it's hard to exist in public without spending money nowadays and I feel like having a free festival like this where there's such a variety of art and things to do I think that's so awesome um, I was wondering, this is probably a hard question, but um, do either of you have a particular event or performance that you're really excited for? I know it's hard to pick with such a variety, well, but. I wanted to, um, actually, I can answer that and also follow up on what Kemi was saying, because I really yeah. liked um, the ideas that Kemi was expressing there, especially like how SPAF is set up in a way that we can, we can have the flexibility to to like blur the audience and and performers um and one thing that's happening which is kind of cool it's an example of that is this the there's a um splash pad under construction in skeldon park and it's taken you know <laughs> way longer than anyone anticipated yeah. primarily you know I'm, I'm guessing because of covid reasons and problems with construction and so on anyway there's all this fencing up in the park. So we've been able to kind of roll with that. And what we're going to do is we're going to cover all the fencing in art and we're going to commission muralists uh, to to do that work, to like to to um, uh, install their art alongside like members of the public and encourage uh, kids, you know, probably have like chalk art um, and other things like that. So. Yeah, it's just a simple little thing, but I think there's there's tremendous value in, in that kind of interaction where there's like professional artists alongside just the public, right? And creating art together. And it's almost like that's, I'm just as excited about that as I am like the headliner shad or like, you know, mm -hmm. something that that is traditionally such a big deal. Like those little moments where you're like I said, you know, you're you're just people are just creating art together in that environment. Like there's there's big time value to that. Um, Kemi, do you have anything that that's you're especially excited about? Yeah. Um, 
I'm someone who's like really appreciative of when there's space for um, culture and especially space for like indigeneity. Um, and I know that we have like on the Wednesday, there's the film yeah. screening, uh, Land and Language. And that's something that I'm really interested in um, because I really, I love that we are able to kind of open the festival with, um, with indigenous presence. Um, I think that's something that's really important. Um, and there, there's, uh, oh, I don't remember the exact event, but we're doing something with pride. Yeah, the poetry, um, was it poetry? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it, sorry to interrupt. We're, it's, it, just quickly, Kemi, I'm sorry to interrupt. The okay. pride, it's, it's an unusual year because the pride parade starts on the same weekend as, as Skeleton Park Arts Festival. So they'll be programming when you arrive June 18th. It's actually drummers from Burundi that are going to, they're called Ramisha Drums that Pride is co-presenting. And then the parade will head downtown uh, to Confederation Park. And um, at the end of the day, we're co-presenting with Pride again, uh, an act called Joyful Joyful. Um, so yeah, Kemi, can, please continue. You were just talking about the, those kinds of co-presentations and collaborations. Yeah, um, <laughs> thank you. So, and then another thing that we're doing in terms of uh, like co-presentations and collaborations is that we're, we're working with Shad and we've been able to organize um, like a private workshop for, um, for youth, uh, local youth and specifically um, targeting kind of like BIPOC and immigrant, um, like younger boys. Uh, and so this is a workshop that we are going to, I think, I think the workshop was really special because it gives this, the, the, the youth some space to like have a conversation with a rapper. I know that when you're younger, you're like, this is so cool. Um, even now it's so cool, but I think that it'd be great to give them that space. And then they really get to like have a conversation with Chad to talk about the work because the work that he does is really important. Um, and especially like in his music speaking about like blackness or like being BIPOC um, in Canada, in, in the world and how that kind of um, ends up working out. Um, and maybe also the Urban Science Brass Band because I know that the last time they came, it was really great uh, and we partnered with Roots and Wings, um, and I missed it. So I'm a little like happy that I'm going to be able to, to witness that um, when they come back again this year. Um, yeah, I think that's, 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 those, are, those are a few things that I'm interested in. I'm excited for the entire program, but those are, those are some things to note. Absolutely, awesome. I was also wondering, um, just in terms of how it's evolved, because it sounds like there's so many new things going on this year. Are there, is there anything in particular that's new or just is become um just something that's improved this year about the festival that you're really um passionate about or just excited to talk about and see yeah that's a great question especially just considering the circumstances of of covid and i think like what audience will will see not, especially on the weekend of june 18th when you know we're in the park and and it's it, it'll look very much like it has um you know if you've been to festivals over the 16 years you know you'll it's just this this free event in a, in a downtown uh park just north of north of downtown and um 
you know, artisan booths, um, uh, like people uh, selling their crafts and wares and uh, public information, like community groups kind of talking about what they do, not-for-profits in the organization. There'll be lots of circus tents all over the place with different like art activities and family activities. And, um, and of course, the main stage where a lot of the music, primarily music, is taking place. Um, but yeah, you know, I think COVID um, and the public health restrictions has challenged us in ways to become more creative. You know, Kemi was talking about the next door public art installation, which was, you know, in, in response to that. And, and, and it was really successful. And I think we want to continue to do more of that. And we also were successful in starting a newspaper which is distributed to like over 5,000 people door to door throughout the Skeldon Park area. And that also features lots of writers and artists and um, local people just sharing their stories. So there, there's lots of changes, um, you know, those kinds of changes in response to COVID. But I think we're, we're continuing to explore like um, new ways of presenting art. Um, and maybe Kemi could talk about this next one. Um, one thing that we've never done before is is featured of like a visual artist, a painter in a live context. And so on the Friday night, there's you, that's going to be the event on the main stage. It's not going to be a singer. It's going to be someone with paint and large pieces of canvas. Do you want to talk about that canvas, uh, about that, Kemi? Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can talk about that. So that's going to be with Francisco Corbett. Um, and he is, uh, if you're in Kingston, you know who Fred is. Um, and he's just he's a lovely artist that works in the city and he's a such great and vibrant energy when you speak to him um and his work is so interesting so i think that's something that excites me about fran's event is that it's like you really get to see into his process um and fran is someone who is so passionate about his work and he really loves his collaborators so it's not just gonna be him he's gonna have um like uh so they're a dancer and then there's going to, he has a friend who's making music um and they're all going to be working together uh and you know that's what happened it's happening um for the event and before that he's got ted webster that's going to be opening with a dj set um yeah i think that this being something different that we haven't really done i think that it allows people um to, to see a different view, I think, of SPAF. Um, and we get to open on a very casual, like watching um, and like witnessing creation of art. Um, I think that is a great way to, to, to have a, a, a great evening event, you know, cause it's happening on Thursday. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah, I think we're all really pumped just to have SPAF back after, I mean, of course you did um, really great programming throughout the two years that it's been canceled, but it's really amazing to have it back. I was wondering how can folks best keep up and support the festival? Yeah, well, I think the easiest way uh, as usual is is to visit the website, uh, skeletonparkartsfest.ca. Um, and then we're we're pretty busy. Our communications uh, director Megan Bala is is posting all the time on our social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and then of course um, 
there's ways to get involved leading up to the festival. Like, for example, we have a, a mural, a free mural workshop, mural making workshop on June 11th at Next Church, just around the corner from the park. And we would also love it if folks that are listening to CFRC right now want to get involved personally and volunteer. So on our website, you'll, you can see there's a, a registration form to become a volunteer. Um, and Jill Glatt is our volunteer coordinator, and she would happily um, help you find something that interests you, you know, of a way to like actually be part of the festival that way. Awesome. Well, I think that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So that was Kemi King and Greg Tilson on Skeleton Park Arts Fest. Again, the bulk of this event will be taking place June 15th to 19th at McBurney Park as well as some pop-ups around town. Be sure to visit skeletonparkartsfest.ca for more information. I also wanted to offer some details about Kemi's upcoming summer programming. She has two events with Kingston Circus Arts, one being an intro to storytelling and performance workshop July 9th, as well as a workshop series from July 18th to 24th. Then two more events with KSOA. She'll be participating in a trades market on July 17th, and the kids are all right, which includes two workshops July 16th and 23rd as well as a final gala. Be sure to check those out, and you'll definitely be hearing more about those events here as they approach. Now I'm going to play us out with a song by another SPAF performer. Thanks for tuning in for the Kingston Curator this week on CFRC 101.9 FM. Please enjoy Need a Bit of Space Time by Jukebox County. And be sure to catch them at SPAF on Sunday, June 19th. Show it.